You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Brett. And I'm Steven. And we are the Broadway Husbands. We're just your all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. Members of our Patreon get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes videos, blogs, and other perks, including free apparel and so much more. To become part of our Patreon family, go to patreon.com forward slash Broadway Husbands. Good morning. Good morning. We're recording this in, in the, the morning. morning. <laughs> in case you can't tell. We actually are doing an episode today that is just us. No guests. No guests. It was really fun having Taylor and Jeff in last week's episode. Because um, I just think that they like have, have successfully navigated this like content creation game. Um, as a couple, you know, it's really interesting. And the and the irony that they bought a house at the same time that we, we bought a house, house. and we're in, yeah. yeah, it was really interesting. But yeah, today we're actually oh, air conditioner just come on. Um, we actually want to talk about our anniversary. We just had our ten year wedding anniversary. Just, happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Can you believe it's been ten years? I know. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. I I mean, ten years seems really short now a days. It just feels like time just like flies by don't you think yeah i mean uh, when i think of people who have been married for 10 years i'm like whoa and i don't know if that's it just yeah it has flown by and i can't believe that it's been that long because it just feels like it was just yesterday a that we got together and b that we got married it's really crazy yeah 10 years ago um we we kind of like decided last minute. We decided in like February to just to get married in April. We decided on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2011 to get married on April 18th, 2011. Um, I think maybe we've talked about this on the po- podcast before. <laughs> yeah, there's an episode about it. But Brett had um, come home from a tour and basically it was like, are we going to get married or what? Like, what's happening? Are we getting married? Because we had been engaged for 
three years almost or like two and a half years at that point. And I was like, let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. And so we planned it for the day of our first date. And that's why we got married on April 18th. Four years to the day. Four years to the day. And um, and then 10 years has just kind of flown by. It's weird because I feel like there's been some anniversaries that have been so anticlimactic. Yeah. 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 Right. Like last year. We were just like in Pittsburgh, right? Right. Or and like, just, I, don't, I, honestly, I don't even know what we oh, did. Oh, I think we went over to my parents' house and we had dinner with my parents. Right. Because um, that's How all we romantic, could do. Well, right? that's also all we could do because of the pandemic. <laughs> and so we were like, loved going over there because it gave us something to do. Um, and that's what we did. I don't know. I think it was just my mom and dad. I don't think that my brother was there. I don't there. think your brother came. Yeah. And so... This year, we actually got to be in our home. We got to be in our home that we just bought. And um, so that was really nice. Although I did have to, have to work. Um, so I worked for what? Like five or six hours. So I was gone. Right. It's just adulting, right? Adult stuff like you have to do, right? But it's interesting to see how much our lives have changed in those 10 years. Because when we... When we got married, we were living in our East Village apartment, which we had just purchased the year before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just So it had been like a little over a year. And when we first, uh, when we got married, we had just done our taxes and we got like the first home time, first time, <laughs> first home time, first time home buyers uh, tax credit. Thank you, Obama. And um, so our tax return that year was huge because of that. And then because the taxes on our apartment were so high, we got a lot of money back because we had paid so much in taxes that year. <laughs> and um, so our tax return was huge. So we were kind of able to use all of that money to have the wedding. And so it was really helpful because we had like a very certain amount of money that we had. And when we would go and look at venues and do things, we were like, well, we want to stick within this budget, which wasn't very high for a wedding. Um, but it was really helpful, like, <laughs> super helpful yeah. because we didn't go into debt over it. We just paid in cash. And, um, and you know, we did the, the ceremony was outside. It yeah. didn't cost anything. Yeah. Just people had to get there from from New York City. And and it's interesting because marriage wasn't even legal in New York at that time. That's right it didn't legalize until like three or four months after. Yeah. The end so of June. we had to get married in Connecticut. It's interesting now that like federally law, you know, marriage is legal. Right. Um, so that's it, one change that's happened. Yeah. But then also, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic. Broadway is completely shut, shut down. down at that time. That was like our main at the time, yeah. ambition, I mean, our main and source of income. Yeah. It was the main, all of it. And, yeah, it's just crazy how much has changed. Um, but, you know, it, it's interesting, too. Like, at the time, we weren't really that young. But, uh, you know, I was like 30 or 31. And, uh, yeah, I guess I was 31. And um, mm -hmm. I'm 41. <laughs> and, uh, but at the time, like, we didn't really feel, it didn't feel like we really knew what we were doing. We were just kind of, we were working and we were making money and, um, we knew we just wanted to be together and that was kind of it, you know, right? Yeah. And I like, so every year on your anniversary, there's, um, different, um, traditional gifts. gifts. And I, I can't remember them all. I mean, I can definitely like the remember. The first one was paper, right? 
Was that the first year? I think that's the first one. I remember like one was oh, paper. Oh yeah, paper. So paper one was, was copper. Yeah, so paper was the easiest one because you could really get anything, right? And I remember I was on tour in 2012 and you came to see me in DC because that's where I was on our anniversary. Mm. I can't believe I remember this. Wow, you're so You literally good. came in for the night. We went out to eat for our anniversary and I I my paper gift was uh, a ticket to Japan. I'd buy your plane ticket because we, on the tour, we're going to Japan. And um, so that was my paper gift, you know. That was a like, good one. Yeah. That's a good one. And then there was a copper year. But you, what Do you else? remember when I got you? For the paper? You, yeah, I don't remember I don't either. either. I don't this remember. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, but one year <laughs> is, a, is a cotton year. And I don't remember what I got you, but I remember what you got me. Oh, I remember this. And so this must have been 2013. Um, you have such a good memory. Well, no, I can just remember because I was... It's the Tillicum shirt, right? It's the Tillicum shirt. I have a, it's a white cotton t-shirt. Which you still wear. I still wear it. Um, it says free Tillicum on it with like the kind of like the free willy, like um, killer whale flying or jumping over, not flying, jumping over the the log or whatever from the movie because <laughs> um, that was the year that Blackfish came out Tilcom and that was the year that played Willie in the movie, right? Didn't no, um, Keiko oh, the Keiko. killer whale played See, this is Willie. why I got him the shirt. He knows so much Keiko, about Keiko the killer whale played Willie in the movie and Keiko was actually released yeah. um, in the wild and did live, I think, up to about a year in the wild, which is Considered a success, considering that they had never done it before. And anyways, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, so so that was one year. Then what were some of the other years? The copper. I can remember I bought these rings and bracelets that were made out of copper that we could never really wear. Because, because it made our hands turn green. Yeah, like the rings would turn you green. So we have them probably still, still yeah. in the jewelry sit place, jewelry <laughs> box. But... But we can't really wear them because they just turn your skin. But green. this year, the 10 year anniversary is aluminum. Yeah. And um, and so I had had a friend who does these really cool like industrial sculptures out of like aluminum pipes. Mm -hmm. And he's a stagehand. And that's his pivot during the pandemic was to start making these sculptures. And we worked on Amazing Grace together. I think, or maybe it was, anyway, we did a show together. And um, and so I commissioned him to make a sculpture for us, of us with our future kid. And it's so cool. And that was my uh, gift for Steven. So we haven't received it yet. We have to kind of wait, because um, he's finishing the project, but I sent Steven a photo. It's so cool. And um, that was kind of like my inventive way of coming up with something made out of aluminum. Do Otherwise, you remember what last year's gifts were? I, I don't. don't. And maybe we just didn't do anything. I'm I sure we did something, but I can't remember. Yeah, we'd have to look it up. I honestly don't remember. I do remember crazy year. Just like going over to my parents and being like, okay, great. Um, I don't remember. I really uh, don't. Because we we were just in such a state of like survival. Because it was the beginning. Yeah, it was the first We had month. just gotten to Pittsburgh. and Yeah. So we... And so what's interesting to me is to look at how much not just our lives have changed, but the world has changed and especially our industry, because if you haven't paid attention, if you're not a Broadway fan, um, there's a lot of chaos happening within the theater community 
because there's still no return to work and our the actors equity union has yet to issue a plan for a return to work and it's created a lot of chaos with people within the union because you know we see i mean Cirque du Soleil just announced that they're going yeah. back to work in their plan and SAG-AFTRA has been able to keep a lot of their members employed so why is equity not really doing the same thing plus there was a huge write-up in the hollywood reporter about scott rudin who is a major broadway and television film producer probably one of the biggest powerhouses um in broadway about his abusive behavior and what's interesting is steven actually was in one of his shows and you know most performers actually i i from what i understand never really saw that abusive yeah. hostile side of him and actually most people i know who worked for him had nothing but nice things to say about their experience because he i, I guess he runs a really tight ship in a way that yeah. you know he the people who work closest to him actually have to have to handle a lot of abuses and um if you haven't read the hollywood reporter article i encourage you to do it because i do think it shows a little bit of the high precedent that was set within the community in the entertainment community of how to treat people and and again back to like the fact that there's no work right now and there's all there's still a lot of injustice and racial inequity within the commercial theater industry because truthfully theater is like a microcosm of our culture right of american culture yeah, yeah. and you know so it's not surprising yeah. that there's all this inequity and because because that, that's, that's a reflection, a reflection of, what's of our culture on. yeah and <clears throat> there's been a lot of call to arms to create some new policies and demands and um and and unfortunately because equity has been so silent they're getting a huge a brunt of it yeah. like they're getting a you know the own members i think there's going to be a strike hopefully so, hopefully they'll um make some sort of statement about something i feel like the silence is deafening i mean it's really it's kind of unreal. so it's very unsettling to know like what's happening with work, um, th there's a lot of regional theaters and Lort theaters that are calling their seasons um, mm -hmm. to start and they've announced their seasons. And so clearly equity has some sort of agreement with with regional theaters. And I've also seen, I mean, this, you know, I've also seen a lot of um, casting calls for non-union tours starting up again. So, you know, there there is protocol for theater, obviously, to come back. So hopefully, they will, you know, announce something soon so that there's a way back for people to work. And I mean, the plan and... is for Broadway to come back in the fall. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Um, I'm supposed to have like a wicked meeting soon to hear about what whatever those plans are. But there's also within that there's still a lot of um, policy and issues that need to be addressed around creating a healthy mentally and emotionally healthy space for people to to do their job because i think that after this scott rudin thing a lot of people are and they're not just like saying i've had a, i've had horrible experiences they're naming names yeah like they're dropping people's names yeah. within the industry who have 
mistreated them in in different ways and it's a hard pill to swallow when you hear especially people you know um and and those are people a lot of those people are very powerful people who have been in the industry for a long time so it's interesting to see like 10 years ago we were just trying to like live that new york city dream and now it's like what is that new york city yeah, dream I, yeah. and um and, and also because <laughs> what is the new york city dream and then also the fact that we wake up and right now we're living in this beautiful new house that we bought and it's been so great but yet you know we're still the same people you're you know we're fish out of water in a good way not in an uncomfortable way but um we're still those actors and dancers and we still have um pursuits that we want to pursue and dreams and the drive and we're still auditioning but it just looks so different right yeah it also looks different because we're just at a different age age and season (laughs) of life yeah and our priorities are different yes and so uh it is it has been a very interesting time to try to listen and be an ally um, to not, it, it, it gets very confusing what's happening in the community because I, there's there's some things I hear that there's absolute racial injustice and, yeah. um, and inequity uh, there, but then there's also this horrible abusive power hungry right. people who, who I think that there's a level of that, that, that isn't based on race, or maybe it it's based on race and that it's white supremacy. I mean, these are people who are in charge, but I also know, um, you know, I know of people, you know, who've missed who've mistreated, you know, people of their own race within right. the community. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a power issue, um, as well as a racial issue. And it's trying to listen and see how we can take action and be of help. So there's some great organizations. If you're somebody who really wants to be a, a part of the change within the theater community, even if you're a fan, if you're, um, if you're just somebody who loves theater, and you want to see some social justice, check out Black Theater United. Also check out the Broadway Advocacy Coalition. And then, of course, um, one of the organizations that's been kind of amazing to watch uh, and very strong is is Affect Change, A-F-E-C-T, Change, Mm -hmm. which is Karen Olivo and Eden Espinoza, who have been two women of color who are being so bold and so strong and they're very they're Broadway powerhouses um, and they're calling the injustice out. And I just think it's really impressive. And we're trying to support um, those organizations because they're they're really focused on education. And I think that's really important that we all learn. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting climb back to to work or to, to normal to norm- I mean, I don't whatever know that, that norm- is just back to um production i guess you could call it back to production and you know it's interesting too right i mean how many years have you been a member of equity what's your I, anniversary of equity? i joined in Speaking 2001 2001 so 20 years 20 years wow um it's interesting because i didn't join equity until i i was like a child actor so I would like had weeks but I wasn't actually a member until 2008 when I did Billy Elliot I was in, um, a part of another union at the ballet um, and you know there's just a lot of work to be done and it's it's uh, coming from one union to another union you know I, I didn't quite understand 
how equity kind of worked because I always it always felt like um, as an actor in a show, you didn't really have a, a voice or a vote on what was actually happening because the decisions had kind of already been made um, before you showed up to work. And that yeah, was I don't kind think of a new... lot of people understand that they're like there's committees and when a project is pitched or created by producers and they pitch it to equity, equity has this committee look at what the producers want and write up the contracts and it's all agreed to by this committee. So no one actually in the show, unless they're on the committee, unless they're on the committee has, has any say or any pull. Right. And, and there's very few people, that, I mean, from what I know, like that who are busy working all the time or on tour or whatever, they can actually be on a lot of these committees. Mm -hmm. You have to be elected and all of that stuff. So yeah. usually you show up and you're like, wait a second, <laughs> this is a different contract. Like right. when you got it's, a Billy Elliot, yeah, there was like very different things. So like usually like tech is like four weeks and you yeah. you had like six weeks of tech. tech yeah, there was something that was extra, but like that was like my biggest, um, the biggest difference that I noticed because in, a, in the other union that I was in, it felt like, I guess since I had worked there for so many years, of course I was involved with, we had company meetings where we would vote on yes or no for whatever was happening at the ballet at yeah. the ballet and um and if things went our way things went our way and if things didn't you know there was some sort of compromise but we were all like really aware of the dancers was, yeah. specifically were yeah that yeah. we were like we were all basically the committee it doesn't right? work like that it doesn't work Broadway. like that on Broadway no. or inequity so it was a big learning curve and um, i remember you being really shocked i was about like the way things happening? were operating you were like <laughs> I didn't agree to this. You're like, well, you don't yeah. have to. Yeah, I the know. does. <laughs> it yeah. was a big learning curve. Yeah, uh, for sure. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. For sure. So it's, you know, there's, I think there's a real, there's some things I'm hearing around change that I agree with. And there's some things I'm hearing around change that I, that I don't necessarily agree right. with. And that's okay, and you that's know, okay, yeah. but I think that there definitely, there's a systemic problem and it's been built into the system for a long time. And that is that, uh, equity and there's a scarcity mindset within actors this way because they you because know, we're always afraid we you know we're not gonna have enough work mm -hmm. and so collectively as a union we bend to the producers because we want more work and that has caused the producers to have a lot more power and mm -hmm. so and then our stage managers 
basically work for the producers, but they're part of our union. Yeah. So there's all so this it's... structural things that need <laughs> to sort of change in order for it to be a healthier, I think, a healthier environment. And I'm very curious to see how those things move forward. So if you, you know, I would say go follow this, those yeah. organizations. But at the time, I remember when we first got married, you know, we were hungry to like work. We just really wanted to be working. Yeah. And, and we did. And we did. Yeah. And in 2010, I went on the national tour of South Pacific. That's right. And that was a CETA tour. And I'd never done a CETA contract tour. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's been one of the big, uh, big hot, topics. hot topics during all of this yeah. is the CETA contracts. Mm -hmm. CETA is like a what does it stand short for? engagement touring agreement and that was basically equity i mean to, to long long story short uh equities deal to try to alleviate the fact that a lot of first national tours were going out non-union so they were like well here producers will create this contract where you can basically tier based on your budget and so it, you know, now all these first national tours are going out really low budget, really low salary, low starting and salary, yeah. they're being operated by non-union company management and general mm -hmm. managers who they have no respect for anyone who's a part of the union. And that was my experience. If you came to them and said, hey, I need this, they would roll their eyes and, and laugh at your demands or be like, hey, like I have bed bugs. And they'd be like, ugh. Oh, no. Oh, right. Remember I do remember that. that. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. yeah. You know, because they're yeah. just like they felt like actors just always complain, you know, oh, and there no. was like I remember just I was so miserable on that tour. Brett, I will say it was very miserable. I also just think I learned I don't like touring. You don't like touring. Yeah, that's but that to me is like a big hot topic is these CETA contracts, mm -hmm. SETA contracts. Mm -hmm. And so that's interesting. There was a, a real big expose on Facebook Live last week about mm -hmm. the Cats National Tour. Yeah. So. <laughs> but then also, like, at the same time, I I went on a CETA tour the next year, and I, I mean, I could see there were certain issues, but me personally, I had a very good contract and um, felt very taken care of, so... That's, it, that's really the issue, right? It's, it's really like up to, kind of it's a free to, for all. There's it's a no... free for all, right? You have to very, you have to be very clear on what's happening, and you have to get everything in writing, and and that's the issue, right? It's it's so the, then where's the it's so capitalistic yeah. that that there's no seamless oversight. It's just sort of like, well, these producers run this way, and these producers run this way, and yeah. um, I've talked about this a lot over the last year, and that. You know, if you go into any major corporation like Disney or Apple or Google, you know, everyone has to buy into that company's core values and in order to work there. Right. And if you want to become a management position or a leadership position, and mind you, a lot of these people's core values are about everyone is a leader. Let's treat everyone like a leader and let's make sure that everyone meet, meets their potential, right? So that starts from the top. Yeah. And, and so all these major corporations who are making millions and billions of dollars have core values that everyone who works there has to buy into. And Broadway, which is a billion dollar industry, billions and billions of dollars, 
doesn't have that, right? Mm -hmm. Every single show is its own, its own thing corporation. Yeah. And so they can choose how they want to run it. And the people who, who are at the top of those shows don't have to have any buy-in to those leadership positions. They just have to be a member of a union. Yeah. And the union doesn't hold people accountable to any of those things. It's just safe and sanitary working conditions and safe and sanitary in old days, old I think days, was yeah. just physical safe and sanitary and it's not good enough anymore. Yeah. There has to be a mental and emotional safety as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm really hoping they come up with a solution to that problem. So next year at this time on April 18th, 2022, God, it's so future. Um, <laughs> 2022 um what is one hope that you hope for for broadway or for theater or you know what would you like to see next year on our anniversary for theater i would i want there to be at least one major like one of the theater owners somebody who owns a theater on broadway needs to be a person of color we have to get the needlelanders and the jujamsons and the schuberts to stop hogging it all and get somebody they should auction off one of the theaters to a producer of color mm -hmm. you know and best buyer wins and it's now producing uh, because there's that's the only way things are going to change is the mm. the theater owners have all of the power yeah wow that, and so and i mean i think that's I, what I mean, i'd like to that's see. that's really specific and good i think for me right now it's just I just would like to see some sort of agreement come to you and some sort of real actionable plan for change, um, no matter how, I mean, I don't want to say big or small, but I just want to see like some sort of actionable plan of change in the workplace, safety in the workplace and um, and dates. It hasn't worked when it has not worked in a year. Yeah. I mean, you've done shows. I mean, you did a show where you fell in the orchestra pit during tech yeah. and you know, in even though you had said something previous to that, that you didn't really feel comfortable doing it, you didn't say the word safe. I didn't say the word safe, uh, which is like the magic word, apparently. Um, you, you know, you risked that yeah. I went through a horrible creative process with Paramore and equity agreed to all of that and gave the producers as much power and we had none. Yeah. And so something has to change, something has to change. But so then moving on from theater, <laughs> what do you want to see? What are your, what is one big hope that you have from today until next year at this time? For us, as for a, us, as our well, marriage. I hope we have our baby this time. Me too. Year. Me too. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, we we haven't really talked about this. Do you want to say anything about it? I mean, yeah. Do we have time on this episode? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we. We have a surrogate and we had an embryo transfer in February, uh, in February and it's now April. And um, and there, you know, she had tested positive for pregnancy and the embryo was growing. And at one point we heard uh, a slow heartbeat, which was really concerning. And then the next week we didn't hear anything. So the the pregnancy um, and the embryo didn't take. Um, so we had to have a miscarriage. So which was really and it Hard. was all in the middle of all in the middle of moving moving and it was very very stressful and we actually haven't really talked about it publicly no. to anybody and we were very sad i mean we still are because it was just so disappointing and poor our poor surrogate had to 
then go through the process of expelling the pregnancy and that took almost a month to about three weeks so so we're finally at a point now where we've kind of gotten over it a little bit and her her body has gotten better and she's feeling better and and we're hopeful that we'll, you know, be able to do another transfer soon and that our baby will be here next year at this time. Yeah. yeah. So I that's really, so. I think, both of our goals and hopes and dreams, right? Yeah. I think that I, I'm very optimistic yeah. this next one will take. Me too. And we'll, this time next year, we'll have a baby. Ah! So, but it's definitely been a stressful time. Yeah. No. And we're very glad to be on the other side. We're fully vaccinated. Oh, yeah, we're fully vaccinated. That's super If you exciting. haven't gotten your vaccine, go get it. It, it. it There's definitely a little bit of freedom, I feel, just mentally, mm-hmm. knowing that I have it, even though I know it doesn't prevent us from getting COVID. We're still wearing masks. We're still doing all the things. Um, it just feels good to have It was just a that. little calmer. Yeah. And I'm excited too. I feel like now that we're in Houston, I feel like we're going to make some great relationships here. And yeah, I want to help the theater and the arts community here as much as we can. And we really enjoy making reels. And, and we do. Yeah. And I know we do. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you should. Um, <laughs> and we're really enjoying getting to know the arts community here in Houston. And uh, I, I want to start creating things now that we're in one place. Yeah. So I have like lots of ideas. So we'll see. All right. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds really good. Well, this was our update for you guys. Our update. And also a little bit of a of a, a passion about what's happening in yeah. theater. I think we need to all be really aware. We don't ever really talk about Broadway that much on the podcast and we would like to talk about it more if you want to hear certain topics make sure yeah, you let reach out to us and let us know yeah. thanks for listening to the broadway husbands podcast don't forget to subscribe and while you're at it leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on don't forget to check out broadway life apparel and our new designs that are released every month thanks to our patreon patrons don't forget to join our family by going to patreon.com forward slash broadway husbands and a big shout out to the broadway podcast network Go to bpn.fm forward slash husbands to check out the wide array of Broadway-themed podcasts for your listening pleasure. And on this podcast, we encourage you to love who you love and love what you do. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.